Welcome to Story Chats at Inspi Romance. I'm Elizabeth Madry and I'm here with my two co-hosts. I'm Narelle Atkins. I'm Valerie Comer. We have Sarah Beth Williams with us today to talk about her book, No Matter How Far. I'm going to read your bio and then we will jump in. Sarah Beth Williams is a published author of Contemporary Christian Romance, an ACFW and CIPA member, and freelance writer. She has a background in freelance publicity, blog managing, newspaper journalism, and nine years in the field of education. Two of her three novels have been nominated for a Salo Award, A Worthy Heart in 2020, and Anchor My Heart in 2022. She lives in Northern California with her husband and two daughters. When she's not held hostage by the keyboard, she enjoys playing guitar, reading, gardening, and spending time with her family. So thank you, Sarah Beth, for being here. I'm very excited. Thank you for having me. <laughs> All right. So we usually start our author interviews out by um, putting you a little on the spot, although Narelle said she gave you a heads up. So, you know, <laughs> that's okay. Um, and, and we're going to have you... Tell us a little bit about No Matter How Far. Um, no Matter How Far is a uh, part of a multi-author series, and it is it deals with a character who is a missionary, um, and he is an Australian professor, associate professor, um, and he teaches biblical theology at the local seminary in Trinity Lakes, which is this town that we all made up. And I'm in love with this town so much. <laughs> um, and I think that was what was most fun was kind of like helping get the town all situated in my head. It was beautiful. And then my female heroine is a paramedic mm -hmm. and she's also getting her master's in nursing. And so they they meet up at a um, the ski resort and uh, Dylan is a widower uh, or so he uh, his wife died in the mission field and so he was kind of not looking for a relationship neither was she and so then they ended up uh, falling really quickly for each other and then finding out that she's a student and he can't date students so that complicates the entire situation yep excellent Excellent. No, that's a great way to start us off. It's it's enough to get you hooked in, I would think. <laughs> so, um, Narelle, you're on the list first, so you get to start first. <laughs> I am, and it's so fun to be talking about Trinity Lakes. So what I thought we could do first is talk about the Trinity Lakes story world and how, Sarah Beth, your characters and your specific story setting fit within the larger multi-author Trinity Lakes story mm -hmm. world setting. And also, was it fun writing an Aussie hero, Dylan being an Aussie as well? <laughs> I wrote a whole blog post about the writing an Aussie hero. I was very worried about it because I'm the only American author in this series of authors. And we have a New Zealand author and a lot of Australian authors. And so I was like very concerned, like, am I going to sound super cliche? <laughs> I don't have anything to go on. So I did a lot of research and watched a lot of Bluey with my daughter. <laughs> and, it's so, and so listening to Bluey was really fun um, because I could hear like the conversation, how, um, and it, it it's very Aussie, like the, the lingo in Bluey. And so that was fun. And then I might, I'm really good friends with Lisa Renee and just having conversations with the authors in general over months helped kind of 
me with the dialogue of writing an Aussie hero. And it was a lot easier than I expected it to be. I was very worried at first, but it, it just happened so fast. I was like, this is amazing. I wish every book could write itself like this. <laughs> Yay. But uh, yeah, so <laughs> it, <laughs> I was the one that kind of um, created the Trinity Lakes Ski Resort because what mountain town doesn't have a ski resort associated with it, which is my favorite. Um, I grew up going to Lake Tahoe, which is significantly bigger than our little made up town. But um, Lake Tahoe is really popular in California and the United States and has like 90,000 people overall across like the county over there, but spread out a lot. Um, but that was really fun. There's like tons of ski resorts around there. So kind of drew on the experience of growing up doing that and um so the ski resort was something I kind of like um created when we got together and the first part of the book takes place there and then we have uh, Jocelyn Monroe who is my heroine is a paramedic for the uh for the city and so she's basically kind of all over the place and she helps out with uh, she grew up there, and she helps out with search and rescue, and um, was an EMT, and then became a paramedic, and now is going into nursing. Fun so that was that. I'm sorry. The convoluted path to her yeah. career. Yeah. So she, um, you know, she experienced death in her family, so it was very, um, like, she was kind of like, I don't want to ever feel helpless again. So she pursued um, EMT, then paramedic, and then now she's doing nursing. Yeah. And we actually meet Jocelyn earlier. Jocelyn's actually in my book, Never Find Another You, which if you, she does search and rescue. So there's a bit of a clue as to what actually happens in my book. Yeah, but it was really fun to write her in my book as well. I Yeah, I think it was book. good I'm, to have I her. I don't remember her. Is, is she at the end? Is that? Yeah. Okay. All right. Yeah. <laughs> okay. It was fun having her make little tiny appearances around town. Um, she's in a couple, she's in at least one other book, just as a kind of like a, uh, just kind of making little cameos. And so after this particular story, which is the last one in year one, she'll be um, going to nursing. So she won't be a paramedic anymore, but that's okay. <laughs> she's cool. still around a little bit. I think that's one of the fun things about a multi-author series like that is the, the cameo appearance appearances of other people's mm -hmm. characters. You can work in a little bit here and a little bit there and, and it just ties things together nicely. All right, Valerie, yes, you want to dive in with yours? Sure. I am happy to jump in. Um, Dylan and his wife were on the mission field in Africa when she passed away and he has zero desire to go back there not with a new wife, not by himself. <laughs> kind of reminds me of green eggs and ham, you know, like not this, not that, not that, just no way, no how. Um, can we talk about missions a bit and um, what um, what your experience is and what you why you chose to have that as part of Dylan's background? Um, I've only been on a few mission trips as um, when I was a teenager. Um, I've had friends that have gone on mission trips. Um, I have another work in progress that's probably never going to be published because I have no idea how to finish it. Um, that deals with another person that um, goes to Africa as well. So I've had a couple friends that have gone to Africa 
on mission trips. And I read this really good book when I was a teen, like probably like in college. I can't remember the name of it. I tried to remember, look for it earlier. It's um a young adult series where they are, and I'm pretty sure it's a faith-based series. And they, it is about missions where they do have, um, they do go on a mission trip together to Africa. And um, it was really a memorable series for me. So kind of all those things drawn, drawing all those. Um, but I did watch a lot of, I, I did a lot of research on like the mission attitude of missions. And um, I do believe that people are called for in multiple ways. Like some people are very called, like it's very, very strong uh you know spiritually led to be in the missions field but then i i know that other people kind of like fall into it without even you know feeling like a huge pull from god so kind of i mentioned that in there too because i don't want it to feel like all missionaries are called it's just there's so many different varieties of missionaries and um even other faith-based organizations you know so it's it's quite a varied experience and I tried to kind of highlight that a little bit. Yeah, that was interesting to me because three of my sisters have were career missionaries uh, overseas and uh, three of their kids are now or on home assignment right now. So, and I think for their kids, some of them did kind of fall into it because that's how they grew up. That's what they knew. But uh yeah, I'm always fascinated when I find a, a missions storyline in a CCR because it's near. There isn't my... that many. No, there are not. Yeah. that many, but I could name you a few. If I yeah, could, there's. I, I wish I could. Time. I couldn't even think of. I couldn't even think of any. The only one I knew was when one I read a long time ago. So. Yeah, no, that was an interesting um, backstory to me, and and I really enjoyed that part. Thank you. All right, so um. I guess that brings it to me. Jocelyn and Dylan are both struggling uh, pretty much throughout the whole series, um, this story, not series, story, with uh, a lot of abandonment issues, really, when you boil it all down. They both they both have a lot of pretty significant abandonment issues. Um, I thought it would be interesting to hear a little bit about why you wanted this in both of their stories, um, what you hope maybe the reader might glean from seeing how each of them approach those and, and start on their path to healing. Well, Jocelyn's, I think, more struggling with it just because um, of a divorce is always very difficult, especially later on in life when you're like, this shouldn't be happening so late. And um i just think it's a very um relevant topic for a lot of different reasons um i think everyone knows somebody that's had some kind of background abandonment whether it's been mild or not um i personally have like have had six deaths in my family and uh in-laws family so um it feels very strange and like unanchored a little bit um and so Jocelyn, I think, feels like that, where she doesn't have very much, you know, she doesn't have, she only has her brother and her mom's kind of gone, like, run off somewhere, which I'm trying to resolve in the second book somehow. Oh, <laughs> somehow, I don't know, it's kind of something I need to address, and I'm kind of figuring out, like, what to do about that. I haven't figured it out yet. Um, But I think it's kind of a relevant, you know, uh, 
conversation that many people can feel like they relate to. As for Dylan, I think that um, I've experienced a lot of grief, so I've been writing a lot of grief stories lately. Um, and so he, I don't think he experienced it as much as like whenever you have a death, that's just kind of the way it goes. Like it's different than Jocelyn's family kind of disappearing on her. Um, it It's a lot, it's a different kind of feeling. So, and it's also very relatable. Everybody's had, as you grow older, you get, you know, experiences with grief. And so I always try to write character. My goal is to write characters that are very, authentic and relatable to everyone um it did you know i i know that they're younger characters and sometimes like they don't feel younger but they are um and so i kind of have more relatable characteristics that everybody has probably experienced that's so true that everyone has experienced um the loss of someone they love, whether it's a death or an abandonment mm -hmm. of a more purposeful nature. Yeah. So, yeah. So, they um, feel it. yeah, even if it wasn't actual abandonment, I mean, sometimes mm -hmm. you just feel like nobody is sticking with you. Yeah. Yeah. Physically present. Yeah. Yeah. And I think that was, um, that was Jocelyn's brother's problem like he was dealing with his own personal drama and so he left and you know he struggles with the same thing she struggled with um but he left and you know she was like well I don't have anybody else you know you're the only person I have right now at this point so um sometimes that happens and it's like you know, when you don't, when your sibling, my mom had a lot of problems with her siblings, basically not wanting to interact with each other. And she had a big family and my dad's side was small. Like he only had, he had two sisters, one passed away and they were all very tight. Every, everybody, cousins, sisters, family, all, you know, that was alive anyway. Uh, we're all very tight and he had a much smaller family. So it was very interesting that dynamic growing up you could see the totally different dynamic on both sides. Do you think Dylan maybe felt a little less abandoned by people um, than he did? Like, I certainly got the sense when I was reading it that Dylan felt like God had abandoned him more than anyone else. Um, he he he's struggled a lot with his anger at God um ju justifiable right when you're when your wife dies very shortly after you get married but um I just thought that was handled really nicely you know showing you know that it's okay to to be unhappy with your situation <laughs> in life mm. um and to wrestle part with that grieving. yeah and that it is part of grieving and that you know it's like he didn't turn his back on God, even though he felt abandoned. Um, he just worked through it. I thought he, I thought it was handled very nicely. Thank you. <laughs> I think it was definitely part of his character development to because he was a theology professor, because he studied the Bible for like a career. Yeah. <laughs> um, you know, he 
it, it brings you closer to God. Like when I was publishing my first novel, I actually studied a lot more of the Bible than I had before, just for the purpose of finding a faith arc and uh, making sure that I was like, you know, including the theme that I was focusing on with biblical background foundations. And it really does bring you closer to God when you focus on the heart of God, the characteristics that are outlined in the Bible. It's interesting you say that because I find the same thing too, that I do a lot of independent research <laughs> um, just when I'm grappling with themes in a story or something that I'm, yeah, often sitting there Googling this and looking up that and talking to my pastor about another thing or whatever. And just, uh, it's a, it's definitely an avenue, a way that authors can um, use their career to yeah, get closer to God, which is awesome. Yeah. And I think that was what I tried to do at for Dylan as I was building him, just making it that that's his personality like that's what he's doing why he isn't running away from God because he's studying God's word all the time and teaching God's word and you know so he's very close to it's like you're arguing with a friend <laughs> yeah all right so you've mentioned book two tell us a little bit about the second season of Trinity Lakes and when that's going to be and those sorts of things or or in life, um, know. <laughs> I think it's coming out in February. Okay, I remember. Yeah. I believe that the next one's coming out in February, which is up for pre. There's a there's actually a few up for pre-order. Um, the the next one up pre-order pre-order is called Over the Rainbow. Um, my book's gonna be late again, probably like either June or August. I'm um considering June at this point. And so the second, my second story will um, involve Jake, which is Jocelyn's brother. Okay, good. And the drama that he went through, which is a little bit touched on in a couple of paragraphs in the in the middle of my story. Mm -hmm. um, so he's going to be kind of returning. She wants him to return, so she's asked him throughout my story, and so he's going to return and then have his own. He has actually worse abandonment issues than Jocelyn did, I think, uh, because he's younger. And so he feels very, he, he definitely has, his abandonment issues are much stronger and much more difficult to overcome because he had um, Jocelyn, who was like in college for a lot of his, you know, he's two years younger and then his mom leaving and then his dad passing away and then um other things that are that also contribute so he's had a lot more to struggle against that makes your job more fun it, yeah fun yeah and then <laughs> i'm introducing and i'm sorry it's the kind of fun authors have maybe not maybe not our characters <laughs> portraying our characters yeah yeah okay well my favorite heroes are um people who are really broken and like struggling and it's the kind of hero that I love to read about and the kind of hero that apparently I like to write about although not not every single one of them has but been like that but a lot of them are like that so it's a very strong like it's one of my favorite um character attributes to have somebody broken and then kind of piece them back together through 
uh, faith and community and that Love. kind of thing. Yeah. Love. Love. <laughs> exactly. And uh, do you have any books planned between the, the, your, this and your next Trinity Lakes or is that your main focus? I have a lot of books planned. I just don't know when I'm going to be able to get sure. them out. <laughs> fair. That's totally fair. That's the uh, other yeah. problem. <laughs> I am trying. Well, it costs money to self-publish. Yeah. So uh, my financial focus is on Trinity Lakes. Okay. Um, the other series that I also have two books done in is a beachy coastal series um, set in a West Coast or California town on the West Coast uh, about a musician who goes incognito to um, hide out from the paparazzi because he's really sick. And so that is my one series that I'm really hoping to get published soon. And so that one is, that one's really, um, I've been working on that one for like three years. So it's been a long time. Wow. Yeah. Sounds good though. Yeah. I really, really enjoy it. I, I love the beach. So that was my inspiration for that. Yeah. And I love music. Music is one of the it, writing and music are my two biggest passions. So what, what part of the California coast? I, so I kind of based the town um, with a mixture of influences from uh, Monterey, Santa Cruz, um, and San Carmel. Okay. So a lot, a lot of those. I love the north coast of California. <laughs> but I'm not yeah, so this would be like people, mid. Mid, yeah. This would be like midway, probably halfway. Um, not quite towards Southern California. Uh, it's kind of in the middle. So, okay. cool. yeah. So, uh, question. Like, How do you define? Going, <laughs> maybe go. It's it's um it's south of San Francisco, so it's definitely like in the Monterey area. Yeah. Like, cool. So yeah. So what is the line? If you would define Northern California and Southern California, this is the Aussie asking. Oh my god. Where what is the line? Where Whereabouts no, do you divide it? <laughs> there's not. I don't know. Like there has been petitions to break the state up into three spaces states and there's been petitions to break it up in two states and it just isn't feasible like economically because um we have northern and then central and then southern so it's kind of like it's hard to find a line because sometimes people call like well let's see like then if we're just if we're talking like uh news stations the news stations will go down to um i don't like they'll cover this news station covers like um Sacramento all the way down like about a couple hours down south and then like that would be central California and then down south south would be like it's not even Fresno because Fresno is not even considered no, Fred, Fresno central yeah so that's yeah so yeah. it's even further down it's like Bakersfield yeah so okay northern end of southern I think it and, and yeah. probably not even that far north I mean my mom yeah, grew up in Los Angeles, so she would consider like the north end of Los Angeles the end of Southern California. Yeah, that's basically okay. how it goes because yeah. once you hit, once you get out of, once you go north of Los Angeles County, which is huge. Yeah. And once you go past that, then you're in Central California, which is a bunch of farmland forever yep. and ever and ever. And that's where my dad's from. Hours from Central and California. Oh. 
Yeah, so it's just farmland for like ages for hours, like yeah. literally hours. And then and then you get past that farmland and then you get into like Modesto and then you start seeing more development. Yeah. But well, there's even farm after that. I don't know. It's farms everywhere. <laughs> In the central part. Mm -hmm. it, yeah. Yeah. Well, I can't wait to see what you do with that yeah. series. Um, yes. Have you been to Eastern Washington where any of you guys from that series? Tell me I've about never been. <laughs> I've um, driven yeah. through Seattle. I've driven through <laughs> Oregon and Washington, but I've never been on the east side. Yeah, I've been on a train through Spokane. Does that count? <laughs> it's, a little, it's a little north of that, but yeah. 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 Spokane is, is closer met, than Seattle for sure. I met a lady at my school that I work in the summer. Mm -hmm. who's from or near eastern Washington and that was very interesting talking to her about it about Dayton and about kind of like where it's interesting area based yeah. Carolyn Miller yeah. is the one is a person in the group who'd been through that area okay. and oh, she yeah. visited yeah cool. yeah all right do you have a website or a mm -hmm. recommended place for people to find you and follow you and stalk you for future news mm -hmm. Yeah, so I just finally got a better website that isn't crashing all the time. Yay. Because last year I had one and it was crashing. Like I would get emails, your site has been down for 13 minutes. Like what? <laughs> so I finally got a new one. Um, so it's just my name, Sarah Beth Williams at uh, dot com. So it's very easy. Excellent. Good. And so then I'll have to give out my Amazon. This is my book number. What? Right exactly all right and they can find your socials and whatever there yeah so everything awesome. is on there the book is on the front page and um all my information on there you can subscribe to my newsletter i give i either mention a giveaway or give away something every month nice. or mention something else some other giveaway happening Excellent. and that's the easiest way to find out all the stuff about me excellent sounds good. It's a good place for that to happen final thoughts anyone on no matter how far that we didn't hit that desperately need to be mentioned no okay i, um, I wrote it in like eight weeks oh wow so, it, that's great there's some crazy amount of crazy time like it was and then i wrote the second one in eight weeks oh my goodness and now the third one is taking forever mm -hmm. Well, congratulations. Yeah. That sounds like a good speed. I will say, uh, don't be scared of it being part of a multi-author series or anything like that. It definitely stands alone. You can read it without having dipped your toes in uh, two Trinity Lakes. Um, but it will, of course, be richer if you if you have so that you know who all the the other characters are. But if you haven't, it's it's a great read all on its own. So mm. thank you. Yeah. All right. Well, thank you so much for joining us at Story Chats. And thank you all for joining us at Story Chats. We'd love to know what you thought. Have you read no matter how far? Um, do plan to let us know in the comments. You can leave a comment on YouTube or on our Facebook page. Uh, we will look forward to seeing you again next week. And in the meantime, don't forget to fall in love with a good book. Bye. 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 Goodbye, everyone.